Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kinda whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. <laughs> You're like, welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast. <laughs> I guess we're still doing it. <laughs> I was pretty low energy. <laughs> It's six. I woke up. I got like four hours of sleep last night, Jimmy. I slept very badly last night. Poorly, not badly. What are you talking about? I don't think badly is a word. I'll look it up. You continue. Uh, okay. <laughs> we've got a great episode for you this week. Uh, we've got a lot that we're reviewing. It's going to be featuring our reviews of Bam! Mandalorian Episode 4. Bam! Uh, Knives Out. Bam! The Irishman. So get ready. It's going to be a long one, folks. Badly. Adverb. In an unsatisfactory, inadequate, <laughs> or unsuccessful way. Okay. As in, I, was I slept wrong. badly and Holden did the intro badly. Badly just does not sound like a real word. I know that people use it, but I just assumed it was like a, I don't know, a slang thing maybe. Whatever. It's real. I'm over it. That one movie podcast. Tom, Jimmy, you ready to do some toms? I'm ready for the toms. Tom's is a rapid fire game where we write the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Tom's Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between? Jimmy, let's get to it. <laughs> Why is that always a question? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it is in between. <laughs> There's no I doubt mean, about it. <laughs> Maybe sometime it won't be. I don't it's know. It's a little better this week. It's a little worse this week. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so there's like we should have different levels of Bergeron. It's like America's Funniest Home Videos Bergeron or uh, Dancing with the Stars. Is that high or low? I feel like I would put AFV above Dancing with the Stars because I don't really care about Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, I'd rather watch AFV over Dancing with the Stars. So there we All go. Right. You heard it here first. Pioneering. We now have four We're not going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so my first thing and probably the most important one to talk about is Johnny Depp is producing a musical about Michael Jackson's glove. <laughs> okay. Did you hear about this? No. The title is For the Love of a Glove, an unauthorized musical fable about the life of Michael Jackson as told by his glove. Oh my. I don't know. This is know, not an like, onion article? No, this is real. I I I got it off of the of of the internet, so I assume it's real. It's not an onion article. I saw it at, on a few different sites actually, so I assume it's uh, it's true. Um but yeah, it's a musical that it, it will in fact deal with like Michael Jackson's recent sexual uh, allegations and all that. Um, and I, I don't like, I don't understand this. Why is Johnny Depp doing this, especially since he's like under some fire recently? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, this is a bombadil. Yeah, this is a bombadil. What are you doing, Johnny Depp? All right. Yeah. That was a joke. Now we're on to the real news. Uh, some uh, this was probably one of the biggest no, things this week. That was real news. <laughs> that was. <laughs> um, so uh, 
Michael B. Jordan is in talks to play Superman. You hear about this? Oh. No, yeah, I didn't Michael, know. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan is in talks to play Superman in the uh, DC movies now after uh, Henry Cavill is gone, I guess. Um, but he, for those of you uh, superhero aficionados out there, he was Killmonger in Black Panther. And he was also in Fantastic Four 2015 as the Human Torch. <laughs> A and great he's also film. the person who was supposed to be cast as Batman, according to me. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but he should have been. That's okay. Superman, it's good. But if this happens, everyone's going to go bat shit. <laughs> the internet's um, going to be like, why is he black? um yeah i don't know i i mean i like michael b jordan a lot i just feel like superman tends to be a pretty boring character not Mm -hmm. necessarily that he will be i would love to see an an interesting take on superman in the movies because i i know there are some in the comics but yeah yeah we haven't really seen it on screen yet so if michael b jordan is that if the writing is good then i'm all for this but I don't want to see him wasted on yeah. this role. That makes sense. I agree. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt since he's a talented actor, and I'm sure he would want to have a hand in the character being uh, written well. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm not really excited for a new Superman movie, but I, I'm, ex- I'm always excited to see him, my favorite basketball player, Michael Jordan, on the screen. <laughs> so yep. I'll give this a broke off. Uh, I will give it a Brokaw as well. Uh, awesome. So on to some more DC news. Uh, so it's been predicted by insiders, so take this with a grain of salt, but uh, that James Gunn's The Suicide Squad may be rated R. Um, and a lot of people, uh, a lot of this prediction is off of, uh, off of the excessive Joker. Um, and it's not coming out until 2021, so we got a ways to go. We don't really know for sure, but uh, I saw a few articles talking about this, so I decided to bring it up. What do you think, Jimmy? Uh, I think it probably should be rated R, just from like the content. I think that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge like PG-13 versus R thing. If they make it PG-13, I understand that's money. Although, yeah. with the recent success of our movies, like Joker and If Chapter One, um, yeah. I think there's not really that big of an incentive to keep it PG-13. Make, no, the movie, make the movie you envision to make, and if it happens to be rated R, then it should be. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think certain subject, uh, certain subjects are better tail- tailored towards R-rated, like this. I honestly think if Venom was R, it would have been better. I mean... That movie's pretty bad, so I don't I know how much better it would have been. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm excited for this. This is R. I'm slowly becoming more excited for this movie, even with my absolute loathing of the first one. So this is interesting. I you might haven't... I might be more exci- I might be more excited for this than Star Wars. <laughs> you had to go there, didn't you? <laughs> I did. Uh, you weren't excited for this movie before. Well, I know I I have been like overall getting more and more excited about it, but I I think like hearing that it might be R rated just adds to it. Wow, I was sold by Polka Dot Man, so yeah, that's that too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm gonna uh, give it a Broca. Broca. Awesome. Okay. Um. Oh, this this was a pretty big thing this week. Um. So earlier this week, a a certain thing appeared on eBay, Jimmy. 
Oh, I um, heard this. A, a certain a certain Star Wars thing, a Star Wars script was listed on eBay, an official one. Uh, it was listed for around eighty-five U.S. dollars. <laughs> so yeah, evidently, or, the seller didn't even. know what they. Ha- yeah, what? I thought it was. I thought I saw it was like sixty-five dollars. That's that's in like pounds. I did conversion. You're you're in pounds. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you're a pound. I've got a lot I, of pounds if you know what I mean. Oh, jeez, you had to go there, Jimmy. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so. I, evidently the seller didn't know what they had um disney ended up buying it fairly quickly <laughs> what is um, this red luckily? printed red paper star wars episode nine the rise of skywalker yeah, they script. probably thought it was fake like i don't know was it on red, um, pa- red paper i don't was it i don't remember. i mean i mean usually they do because you can't like photocopy it oh that's right because it is paper yeah you're probably right then um but. but it was it was later revealed a, a couple days later that it was John Boyega's and he had left it in his apartment uh, after yeah. he had moved. <laughs> like, out of everything you could possibly leave in your apartment, that's probably, like, as a movie star, <laughs> the most important thing to take with you. <laughs> Especially for Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Like, that just seems very funny. But, but I mean, uh, Disney and everyone seemed very lighthearted about it. They weren't angry with him, at least on the... Uh, on the surface maybe he got fired and they're gonna edit him out of the movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> finn's just gone but they don't replace it with anything else so it's just like a blank a blank spot where finn's supposed to be <laughs> every time it cuts to finn he says something it's just this <laughs> blank it's just, shot the yeah. background's just out of focus with nothing in it and Ray's like having a conversation with no one. That that added interest. That's like the Garfield minus Garfield comics, if you've ever read those, where they take Garfield out of the of comics them, yeah. and John just talks to himself. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna give that a a, a Bergeron. I don't know. <laughs> My th- I'm gonna give it a Bombadil because how do you how do you lose the Star Wars script? That's true. Um, okay, but. I just want to say, like, this is a little unrelated, but, like, it bothers me when they, because all the, you know, the Star Wars people are going on the TV circuits of, like, the talk shows and all that, the morning shows, Mm. and, like, every single host is like, oh, tell us some spoilers for episode nine, like, what's it about? Like, no, (laughs) don't. Like, why? Like, why would you do that? They obviously can't tell you. So you're just getting an awkward interview. Yeah. And, like, I don't even want to know to begin with. The star's just going to be, like, they like they usually, like, stammer or something. <laughs> yeah, they're, like, don't know what to say. Just don't yeah. ask those questions. It's a like, I, question. I saw Jimmy you know Fallon what the did a gonna bit. Be. Jimmy Fallon did a bit where it was, like, he was talking to John Vega. And, like, I thought it was kind of clever how it was, like, they were, like, what's not in Star Wars Episode Nine, And they, oh, like, yeah. read a bunch of quotes and stuff i thought that was pretty clever yeah a nice twist but even yeah. though i don't find jimmy fallon that funny yeah, he's not I'll very give funny to, i'll give credit to him yeah haha <laughs> <laughs> it's right. funny whenever i laugh at my own jokes that's ironic because i do that all the time <laughs> what's next holden all right uh next on the list uh, so Christopher Nolan's Tenet had some news this week. Oh, um, so I didn't there's going to be, uh, so there's going to be a uh, apparently a five to ten minute prologue 
for Tenet that's going to precede Star Wars and IMAX theater and IMAX theaters. And what? this is similar to some of Nolan's other movies. They did it with Dunkirk. They did it with I think one or two of the Dark Knight movies. Um, and uh, also, in addition to that, the movie has officially been rated PG thirteen. Not that I was really surprised by that, but so um, is it anyway? Is it like the beginning of the movie, or is it a completely separate thing? Well, in the case of Dunkirk, from what I understand, the Dunkirk one was mo- was made of footage from the movie. Um, but I think in the I think they did one for Interstellar too. I think the Interstellar one had some like additional stuff that wasn't in the movie. Um, so I don't I I would guess maybe it's a combination. Otherwise, it's just like the beginning. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Well, we don't have an IMAX theater here, so yeah. And I'm not going to drive to Omaha to go see Star Wars, so I won't see it. Yeah. I'll read the review. Yep. The review read of the five the, to ten minute prologue. <laughs> the, the review of Star Wars. You're not going to see yeah, it. Yeah, I'll, re- I'll read that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, I'm going to give this a a Broca, I guess. Yeah, Broca. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, this one was a little bit interesting. Uh, they Universal announced the Invisible Woman this week. Did okay. you hear about this? No. So the Invisible Man's coming out this next February, and then it was like announced that Elizabeth Banks is going to uh, direct and star in the Invisible Woman. And I don't think it's connected to the Invisible Man, but it's the same <laughs> studio. I can't see that being very entertaining. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But this um, <laughs> is it. It's related. You said. I don't. No, I don't think it is. It's not related. No. Well, we're it's, all it's about that gender equality, you know. So if you I make guess. an Invisible gotta, Man, it's got. There's got to be an Invisible <laughs> Woman too. I wanted to just be the same movie, but they replaced the guy voice with uh, with, with Elizabeth. Banks. It's like uh, the RPG video games where you just pick yeah. which character, like which uh, gender character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> um, but this is uh, right. Uh, this is right off uh, Elizabeth Banks having directed uh, Charlie's Angels, which apparently wasn't very good. So, who would have yeah. thought? <laughs> Okay, uh, anyway, Bergeron. I don't know what the movie's about or if it looks any good. I hope it's a good movie. About yeah, I mean, I never, I, n- I don't want a movie to be bad. All right, Bergeron. I feel like um, that's a lie. I don't you want like a movie bad to be bad. Movies. No, I like bad movies, but I don't go into a movie hoping that it's bad. I don't. You think. have never gone to a movie hoping that it's bad. I don't think so. Maybe. Hold on to that. I'll get back Slender to Man. you. Slenderman. <laughs> Slenderman. I. Mm, okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I guess that's an exception. Anyway, um, the so 1917 has been getting some early reactions, Jimmy. Yeah. That war movie, World War One movie, and they're very very good. They're early reactions. Uh, everyone's talking about how technically it's just like this fantastic movie. Um, with some really solid performances from the the ensemble cast that is in it. Um, and I didn't know this when I read the article, and I, this isn't new news, but I didn't realize it's all shot and edited to look like one take. Oh, I didn't realize that either. Yeah. I didn't know that. I know that's Roger yeah. Deakins. Yeah, and so Roger Deakins doing that, that that's very... <laughs> that has wow, ma- that's I did not realize. Interest. I did not get that impression from the trailers. No, 
I didn't either. Well, I mean, it's all like obviously the trailers all cut uh, to show different aspects of it, but yeah, that's <laughs> no, what that the article it. I read that's said. That's the whole film. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. It's that's interesting. I'm really excited now. There's yeah, a really cool shot me, in the trailer yeah. of the plane like crashing. Yeah, and that where it like, starts that look- inside the uh, the barn or whatever. Yeah. So I'm I'm really interested to see how that all connects with other parts of the movie. That's I'm. I'm 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 intrigued now, Jimmy. This might be my now my most excited movie for the rest of the year. I, I'm definitely more anticipating this than Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just sticking the knife into me and you're just twisting it. Hey, well maybe that you lower your expectations for Star Wars and then you love it. I you know what that's what I'm kind of hoping. And listen, I'm not it's not that I am excited for Star Wars. I don't want anyone out there to get the impression that I'm not even though I like rag on it all the time. But you're, I you're just excited like for Star Wars, you're just literally more excited for everything else. It's fine. It it's true. Except Jumanji. <laughs> it is true. I yeah, I am more excited for Star Wars than Jumanji. I'll give yeah, you that. Thank you. Anyway, the <laughs> these early reactions I'll give Broca. 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 Um so my last bit of news um is that Godzilla versus Kong was delayed. Uh, it was oh, originally going man. To, what a shame. It's it was probably originally going to be 3 hours long. It probably. It was originally going to be released in April, but now it's been pushed back to November 20th, which is Thanksgiving weekend, I believe. Um and it, it this is obviously all in response to the underperformance of Godzilla King of the Monsters. It was coming out in April, and I thought it was weird we hadn't seen any marketing for it yet, so I guess this makes sense. I don't know if they're going to reshoot it or if they're just moving it back to be in a less busy weekend. Um, I don't know. What do you think, What do you think, Jimmy? <laughs> I, I, I do not care. Uh, we'll yeah. see it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. we will. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to give it a, a Bergeron. <laughs> yeah, with Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which is a terrible name. It should be the, the King of Monsters. I agree, but it's a callback to the original movie. Well, the original That's... movie was in Japanese, so... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I don't think it matters what the English <laughs> subtitle is. <laughs> okay, so fine. checkmate, Holden. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I can uh, wait for a while for this movie to come out. I I'm more excited well. for Star Wars than Godzilla vs. Kong. All right, I am too, Jimmy. <laughs> I'll give you that Finding one too. common ground. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give it a Bergeron. I'm going to give it a Brokaw because I don't need to see this movie anytime soon. Okay. <laughs> I uh, have a piece of that- news, Holden. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right, you do. Wrap up. I can't believe you missed this hot, hot scoop. But for you Disney Plus people out there, including us, Garfield the movie's coming out like December Oh that's 3rd. right. It's coming yes. to Disney Plus. So yes. that to look forward to. That's an obvious broke huh? <laughs> Was it isn't the second one already on there? I don't know. But the first okay. one's coming. Okay. Well I'm excited. I'm gonna rewatch Garfield starring Bill Murray and whoever plays John Arbuckle. Broke That's the Toms. And- that's the Toms. On to our review of The Mandalorian Episode 4. All right, Jimmy. We're reviewing The Mandalorian Episode 4, aren't we? Yep, spoilers. Spoilers for the Mandalorian. all the way through. 
So you need to, yeah. If you I mean, that goes it, without saying. If you haven't what? seen it, skip this part. <laughs> come back when you have. Uh, time codes yes. are in the description. As always, check them out. Uh, let's get into it. Holden, episode four, overall thoughts. Uh, I liked it. Um, it was my my. I didn't watch it with my dad, but my dad uh was talking to me about it afterwards and he was talking about how similar it is to the seven samurai oh interesting um in terms of like plot and what happens in it i've never seen seven samurai i kind of know like it's basically if you've ever seen the magnificent seven that's a western adaptation of seven samurai um and so it is very similar in that regard to that um but yeah i thought it was a pretty solid episode what do you think um i thought it was probably the worst episode but like I mean, I thought it was, or maybe, uh, maybe I liked it still better than the first one. It was I definitely, definitely, it was a, definitely a step back for me from two and three, but yeah. it wasn't like bad. I still liked it. I enjoyed it. There mm-hmm. were some, I think baby Yoda, all the stuff with him was the highlight for me. Oh yeah. His always, interactions, always. His interactions with the kids. Um, I like how they clarified that the Mandalorian can take off his helmet to eat because I was very confused there for (laughs) like the first 20 minutes of the episode. I'm like, how does, does he eat anything? Like, how does he ingest food? And then, and then she's like, when was the last time you took off your helmet? And he's like, yesterday. (laughs) I'm glad. I was, uh, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, I was watching it with my, uh, with my, youngest brother logan and he kept when like when he takes off the helmet in the episode he's like pan up pan up because he wanted to see the face of pedro pascal even though i already know what he looks like yeah i know what i know what his face looks like when it's smushed too (laughs) smushed by a large mountain of a man (laughs) uh yeah so um i thought it just felt a little generic to me uh Mm. I thought the direction was not as good in this this one. I I noticed that it was Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh yeah, yeah. Which Ron is interesting because like daughter. she's not my favorite actress either. Like I always find her performances to be a little off for me. Mm-hmm. So and it's and like not realizing that she directed this episode, I felt like the performances from the actors were a little off, and kind of manufactured in this episode and mm, i was like that might be a trend i don't know i just didn't think this one was as well directed as the other three i mean i thought the mandalorian's performance himself was good and i thought the the new the the other bounty hunter whatever or the rebel whatever her name was i liked her um, I didn't but really, i didn't really like really? her very much this episode i thought she was pretty generic I mean, I'm hoping she's I, become she becomes more complex in her and uh, that she kind of I'm hoping they film this earlier and that she kind of grows into the role. Uh, I'm sure she will become more complex. I wasn't like I I kind of agree with you that she was a little generic, but I didn't it didn't really bother me just because it was her introduction. That's kind yeah. of whatever. I mean, I know it like obviously like things happened, like you get. Like you, you see a little bit more of the Mandalorian's uh, humanity. You establish mm. that they're probably not going to be safe hiding anywhere, so they can't really settle down until things are like s- they settle everything themselves with like uh, Werner Herzog's character. Mm. Um, 
and you get introduced to the new I forget her name. I don't uh, remember. Either. I can't remember. The the new bounty hunter. Yeah. And the village people. So you get all that introduced. But the like so this stuff does happen and it sets up things, but I do think this is like a setup episode for things to come. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it just lost a little bit of the momentum it had from the first three episodes. Yeah, it I I kind of agree with that, but I don't know. I don't maybe maybe the momentum didn't drop as much for me. Maybe it just kind of I don't know. I don't really know how Stayed to describe neutral. my thoughts on that. Yeah, stayed neutral, I guess. It didn't really feel like it slowed down to me because I kind of like expected after the last episode, I was like, well, that last episode had a lot of stuff happen in it. So I mm-hmm. just kind of expected this one would be like slower and not as much uh, plot would happen. And so maybe that's just why I wasn't as bummed by it or whatever. Yeah, that's fair. I'm just like, I'm kind of hoping it goes somewhere sooner than later. And I think it will. But like, mm-hmm. I want it to like build to like a continuous crescendo. I think is like ideal. Sure. Um, I think that's the way it is for like any show, but very few can like do it right. Especially if it's like not a like predetermined limited series. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which they are making a second season of this. So I don't know. I hope they just they finish they did, like just for the show in general. Like, not even just the first season, but, like, they don't just keep making it just to keep making it. I hope they, like, have the story planned out and, like, this is where it's going to end. And we're going to be constantly building directly to that point. And we're not really going to do this meandering. Because this episode felt a little meandering to me. It did a little bit. I felt like, especially the middle, I was like, all right, let's just get to it. Like, cause yeah. I mean, I knew how, I knew how the end was going to, like the end was coming, the end of the episode, the climax. Um, but the middle of the episode was just kind of boring. I didn't, the, the beginning was fine because it was like him interacting with the residents of the, the planet and trying to hide out and learning about the, uh, the people and whatnot. But yeah, yeah. I agree. I would say the, I liked the beginning and the end of the episode and the middle is mm-hmm. kind of where it just kind of drag drug on a little bit mm-hmm. for me. Um, I do say the visuals. I liked the, uh, I loved the ATST visual, with the red eyes. That yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming through. There's the, that really cool shot of it standing off with the the village. Mm-hmm. Which I I really liked that. Yeah. Um. Again, like they, it's felt a little predictable. They set the trap. It wasn't gonna fall for the trap. <laughs> yeah. <But then laughs> like, it fell for the trap. I, it was I didn't th- really like that all that much. I didn't like how that played out because it just seemed like really convenient. It didn't even seem like the ATS, like the driver of the ATST knew that there was a trap. It just seemed like he conveniently stopped right before, right before like the pit or whatever. Yeah. It's and like, then he well, just I feel like he in. conveniently stopped to remember that he needs to look for a trap. Then he saw it. But then he went into it eventually anyways and was baited into Maybe. it. I thought that was just a little... I would have liked to have seen something a little more creative and them having yeah. to... I mean, they were flexible and adapted the plan, but I would have liked to see it like change way more. Sure. I'm definitely coming off harsher on this episode than I actually am on it. Like, I still think it's like a very decent 7.5 out of 10 episode of a show. Like, it's not bad. It's just like we're coming off... Of 
two nine and a half out of ten for me or whatever i gave the last mm. one a nine out of ten so it definitely was a noticeable step down but like i'm not worried that it's not going to rise back up again no yeah it's already proven with the last couple episodes that it can be pretty great um i to get back on the point you said earlier i do hope that the current conflict of the show is resolved by the end of the season because i kind of want to see something else next season i guess you do yeah well i mean like i it'd just be kind of cool to like have each season be its own like story with the same character so you're like you're saying that like if baby yoda's just like that whole thing's done and baby yoda's just not a part of it anymore you'd be that's like ideal or or even like i mean at least the conflict surrounding baby yoda if they want to keep him on as a cute sidekick like whatever but like if they just like finish Werner, Werner herzog's um like that whole thing i would imagine th- that will be finished yeah yeah so keep baby yoda that's fine uh do you have anything else to add about this episode before we go on and give scores i mean i, I already gave mine so. i think yeah but, you did yeah. 7.5 out of 10. True? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think I think I'll give mine the same score too. 7.5 out of 10. That seems about right. I think I gave the first episode a 7, so I did too. If so, yeah. If not, I retroactively give it that. <laughs> All right. That's that go. for Mandalorian episode 4. On to our review of Knives Out. It's, it's just Knives Out. It's not a question. Oh, yeah. Okay. My bad. <laughs> uh, this is non-spoiler review first, and we will get into spoilers later. Once again, all indicated in the time codes in the description. Check them out. Non-spoiler review. Holden, do you have a synopsis or anything, or should we just briefly... Uh, <laughs> I'll get uh, no, uh, no. I want to give a synopsis. Okay. I'm going to give the synopsis of this, so then you can give one of the Irishmen, which is harder. Oh, great. <laughs> Um, anyway, so, uh, Knives Out. Anyway, it's this movie, this, uh, this, there's this wealthy family of this, the patriarch of this family is a mystery novelist, but he's murdered. Oh no. And we have this kooky cast of characters that makes up his family. Um, and we're trying to figure out who killed the father. Um, and we have Daniel Craig's eccentric detective, on the uh, private detective on the case to find out who did the deed and it's it's, yeah that's my synopsis (laughs) yep uh right did you enjoy this movie holden i really liked this movie jimmy (laughs) you did yeah um i I, i'm not sure if i liked it any more than i thought i would i probably about met my expectations because like as the movie was coming out i was i was more uh excited about it um but yeah, I I thought it was funny. I thought the performances were very good, especially with a, a couple of them I'll get into in a bit. Um, and I thought the plot was pretty engaging for the most part. It didn't go the way I expected at really at all. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Jimmy? Yeah, this definitely was not necessarily the movie I was expecting. I was I was like, oh, I we're going this way. I did not anticipate this. And then you're going that way, and then you're going this way. Uh, but like yeah. for the whole movie, uh, 
as a, like a whodunit. I thought the first act was a little slow to get moving. Like the first 20 or 30 minutes, I thought it took a while. And I well, thought they spent maybe a little too much time there. I thought overall this movie was like a 15 minutes too long for me. Okay. Um, I would say I, I think I think it's a a better movie than I enjoyed it. Like I I think it's objectively better than I would give it a higher objective score than like an enjoyment score for me. I did sure. enjoy the movie. I didn't enjoy it quite as much as I thought it was going to. I was going to. I think that was more like of an expectation of what I thought I was going to be getting into and getting something a little different than that. Mm. And then like adapting to that. And then, and then appreciating it for what it, appreciating it for what it was, um, which I think is a very solid movie, uh, with some yeah. great performances, some good writing. Um, yeah, I would say my main gripe is with, uh, pacing. I just think it's a little too long. I think it takes I, a little bit too long to get rolling, but once it does, I, kind of ag- I think it's good. Um, yeah. and I think it builds and keeps building. Maybe it drags maybe it bogs down a little transitioning between the second act and the third act, but overall a clever movie with uh, interesting uh, political allegory, social commentary in there much better done than in frozen two. Um, I, uh, but yeah. I think the, I, I agree with you on your, your assessment of the first act, because I think I, the part where it drags the most is where they're like introducing the characters mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, because I think like each of those scenes are like too long, and it like it got to the point where I was like, this just seems like the entire movie to me. Yeah, and I I knew it wasn't going to be, uh, and I was relieved when it ended up not being the case. Um, but yeah, one when they were like when they were interviewing each character, which isn't a spoiler, that's in the trailers and whatnot. But when they were interviewing everyone, I was kind of like, all right, we get it, like. I, I thought I Each thought car- that idea was good. I just thought like yeah. there were parts of it that were were mainly jokes that I think could have been cut out. Like there mm-hmm. were some funny jokes in it, but like uh I think you don't necessarily need them no. um, to establish the character or to get the ball moving. They weren't essential to the plot. Yeah. Um uh, I'm trying to think of like other problems I have with it because I don't have very many at all. Um, yeah, I, I guess, I and it's something I have to talk about in spoilers. I guess towards the end of the movie in terms of uh, pacing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I pacing might be my only issue actually because I think everything else is pretty great. Yeah. Um, I- my what? my other gripe would be I think some of the political commentary is like so on the nose when this could have like the plot of this works so well as the commentary itself that you don't need the I scenes think some when of they're it, blatantly saying the stuff. Yeah, some of it doesn't even like qualify as commentary. It's just literally yeah. just talking about it. <laughs> it's not it, even subtle that, at yeah, all. There's there's one scene where there's talk they're talking about it and like that's just yeah I get it. But then, like, there's the later on in the movie where it's like, here's the big political thing, or like, obviously, the the statement mm-hmm. we're under, like, the position we're undermining, like, yeah, and yeah, one yeah. character is like giving a, going on a whole spiel about it. 
and then it becomes like obvious what the allegory is when i i think you don't need that for people to get it no i'm sure yeah um yeah we'll cover that more in spoilers um let's talk about the cast yeah i was about to say um so daniel craig is pretty great in this movie (laughs) it took me a while to get used to it at first i just yeah felt like he was really overacting but then i kind of warmed into it yeah well and i think like that's part of the charm of his character i mean not everyone when they overact can like make it work but i think he does here because he's just like this very he 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 has this like cartoonish southern axe southern drawl i guess (laughs) um and he's just this kind of weird detective who's apparently like uh, this legendary detective um and he's just kind of taking on this case. He's a very interesting character. I liked him a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also really liked Jamie Lee Curtis. I yeah, she, she was, was pretty fantastic. good. I uh, she was very sarcastic, and I quite enjoy that. Yeah, I thought she uh, she nailed her role. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Chris Evans was also good. Yeah, very different yeah. from Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think his casting was pretty deliberate too. Yeah, knowing that he that, was Captain America. Yeah, that I makes think that sense. I think that plays into some of the political commentary. Uh, Ana de Armas, very yeah. good. Good. She's really. She might have been my actual, actually, my favorite performance in the movie. Really? Yeah. I, as much as I, I'm, as much as I love Daniel Craig doing his his detective, I think she had some like really good moments in this movie. Okay, and I'm 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 really excited to see what she does next since she was in uh, Blade Runner and she was also very good in that. Oh, one. Oh yeah, that's um, right. That's what she's from. Yeah, yeah. I've forgotten that. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about before we g- get into some other thoughts? Yeah, I wanna. I guess I want to talk about a little bit how I I don't consider myself very well versed in the whodunit genre really at all. Um, but it's very it's it's very interesting to kind of see this thing play out after being like kind of bombarded with like thrillers and like mysteries over the last few years that we watch um and just seeing this thing that it's it is like it is like clue everyone makes the comparison to clue Mm -hmm. it is like playing a game of clue but on the screen um just with having all these weird characters and having like very obvious motivations (laughs) and like uh very like any numerous amount of ways that it could go i it it was very cool and and once we get into spoilers in a little bit we'll talk about it it doesn't exactly take the path of a whodunit um but it uses those like tropes and kind of subverts them i guess yeah um i ryan johnson's pretty notorious for kind of entering a genre and then tinkering with the rules and he definitely Mm -hmm. does that here in creative ways that I wasn't anticipating, even though, yeah. like, I knew he was going to do something to change things yeah. up. But, yeah, are you ready to give your rating? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to give this movie an 8.5. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Okay, okay. There you go. That's, so, very that's solid, that. very solid movie, Knives Out. It's a good watch if you like whodunits, you like playing Clue. You like your mysteries, you like your thrillers, you like a little bit of it's, commentary and uh, comedy. I think it's for you. 
it's also apparently only PG-13, <laughs> which surprised me when I <laughs> bought the tickets. Because my, my youngest brother went with me. Oh. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Should we get into spoilers? Uh, yeah, let's get into spoilers. So, one thing I thought was pretty interesting, biggest spoiler of the movie, is that you find out basically what happened pretty soon in the movie. Well, yeah, or at least, like... You think you know. Yeah, you think you know. And I was... I mean, it goes for most of the movie with you under the impression that you know it. Yeah. And it's just very weird. Mm-hmm. Because then, like, when the actual reveal at the end of the movie uh, where Chris Evans kind of orchestrated this thing, it it was like, I don't know. I don't know how to, like, describe that feeling because it was like you had the answer and it was like watching this completely different movie that wasn't even a whodunit. But then yeah. at the end of the movie, it flips back and it is a Into whodunit. A whodunit. Yeah, it starts back as, as a movie, whodunit for like the first 45 mi- 40 minutes. You get the answer. Mm-hmm. Then you think it's like, oh, it's like this thriller she's got to figure out how to you know cover this up and all this Mm -hmm. and they're all after her the whole family the thromberg thornberg thrombergs thromby thromby i think thromby 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 yeah um i thought her relation with chris Plummer, the the guy he was very good too chris Plummer. oh yeah yeah he was um as the thromby patriarch um i thought that was really charming Mm -hmm. um yeah i thought it was interest i was a little disappointed that we didn't get more of the classic whodunit i thought we were going to get more of that and then we're going to have like an insane ending that's kind of where i thought it was going to go and it was just going to go off the rails into looney town um see i was like oh no 40 minutes in here's the answer let's go from here yeah I'm kind of glad they did this because I think in most whodunits that I've like seen or read or whatever, I'm, I think I'm always like disappointed. Like, um, even like uh, spoilers for this old book and movie, but (laughs) if you have never read it, but, um, murder on the Orient express, very famous, uh, whodunit, uh, uh, mystery novel by Agatha Christie. Um, but the the end. Do you care if I have you? Do you know the ending, Jimmy? I don't know the ending. I guess you can you spoil it. You? The movie's not okay. very good. I guess. Okay. Anyway, at the end of the movie. It turns out that like everyone on the train did the murder. <laughs> oh. Like everyone had stupid. a part in it. Yeah, that's my thought. I'm like, because in most of the time, it, it's stuff like that, and I'm always like disappointed. Like even if it's a mm-hmm. character that like it makes sense, I'm always a little bit disappointed. And so I think taking it this route saved me from being disappointed because we still got the big moment at the end of the movie where the detective like explains how everything happened like happens so often in these movies and like i think that's that's a trope of the whodunit genre that i think is done pretty well here um but i yeah i think that like twist on it makes it better for me yeah and i I was i'm a little disappointed i'm a little disappointed there wasn't more of the like classic things too but i'm okay with it not being there i think whodunits all kind of are victim to this and i would even say this movie as well is that they're not super rewatchable or maybe they are for a second time yeah like for the first like one rewatch so you get all the clues and you see oh there were all these hints 
Yeah. Um, but like other than that, I feel like it kind of once you have the twist and you know what's happening, it's not as interesting because the mystery mm-hmm. is like half the engagement. So, I mean, I just think that's like an inherent thing that all whodunits have to deal with. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, but like the the middle segment of the movie where like um, Marta is Marta is her name, uh, where Marta's like covering up all the, all the, the clues and everything i thought was pretty funny <laughs> like at certain mm-hmm. points where she oh, like yeah. when she when she just like threw that bit of the uh whatchamacallit away and she like was walking through the mud to cover up the tracks mm-hmm. all that stuff was pretty good i thought and uh what the leblanc or whatever daniel yeah, craig's blanc. name is something benoit blanc blanc benoit blanc uh, I like how he was like he totally knew the entire time and he was just like, yeah. pretending he didn't know. <laughs> that was a good twist. Um, I was I, I was really surprised that Chris Evans actually did it. I was too. He seemed like this such an obvious choice. Yeah. And like they kind of set it up to be him the whole time and then it turned out to be him that it was actually surprising. Yeah. I Maybe was, that's I what was he was very going for. Surprised. Yeah, I was very he, surprised. Even though like yeah. I should have seen it coming cuz like he's the trustworthy one. Yeah. You know, in the middle and you're like that should be the one to betray. But then they have like Meg do that and you're like, "Oh." Yeah. So well, Meg was that figure. I don't I can't remember what it's called, but have you heard like the rules of mystery novels or whatever that is? No. There's like a set of rules that like every mystery has. And it's really weird because this one doesn't because Chris Evans' character it really isn't introduced until about halfway into the movie. Um, I mean, he mm-hmm. like briefly appears at other points, but like one of the rules of mystery novels is that the person who did it is always someone introduced early on. And this like and that like surprised me. So I like that made me not yeah, expect Chris you, Evans because I was expecting like he, anyone else. Yeah, you thought he was the misdirection. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then he it wasn't. just turned out the to be hearing. Yeah. Um, I guess we should talk about the political commentary of it. Sure. And how, uh, so basically, I think if you saw the movie, you probably got it that it's like whether or not, you know, kind of whether people who are born in the United States should be entitled to the resources of the United States over people, or like regardless of how hard they work to have them over people who come to the United States and work hard to get those, to get access to those resources. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was, I thought you didn't need that whole moment where Chris Evans was like ranting about it at the end and how she's like, she came in, she's just stealing her fam, their family's fortune. Like, and it belongs to them, like it doesn't belong mm-hmm. to her, and all that. And other characters allude to that. Um, one of the, I thought the maybe one of the funnier bits of the movie was how they never remembered where she was from. Oh yeah, because <laughs> what, what was it? Oh, they said Brazil at one point. Brazil, Uruguay, Guatemala. They like threw a bunch of countries out there. Where was she from? I I don't remember. I think it was Uruguay. I, I don't think, think so because I think that's really? the one, the, the one uh, I can't remember the the actor's name. Uh, it's Jamie Lee Curtis character Linda, her, her husband. Oh, Don Johnson. That's the actor. 
Yeah, he's talking about like, see, you got to be like Marta over here. She came here legally from Uruguay and la 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 la. I feel like he would mm. be the one to not know where she's from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that whole scene when they're like arguing about politics is, I mean, it was very on the nose. But it's it was also cringy. interesting. It was also interesting because like you have because Ryan Johnson basically says they're kind of very much criticizes all the members of the family and mm. you get both the far or like the conservative and liberal you know generalized stances on immigration there and he criticizes yeah, yeah, yeah. Char- both uh, all the characters who are involved in the discussion I thought that was interesting mm-hmm. and effective yeah if I'm being honest, I didn't pick up on the commentaries. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I just had you walk through that bit, and I oh, acted sorry. like I knew what you were talking about. No, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I also just, I, I I guess I wasn't looking for it, if I'm, yeah. if I'm honest. But there I we thought go. It, I thought oh. it was pretty subtle until, until later on when they're, like, all yelling at her for, like, well, stealing it, what's it rightfully like makes theirs. Sense na- yeah, I mean it makes sense now that you say it, but um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought it, I thought it was kind of funny how like all the different members of the family like reacted to the news, like or like, like some of them were like screaming at Marta that after she had like gotten the all the money and everything. Some mm-hmm. of them were screaming, and then you have like Tony Collette's character that's just like I don't I don't know what she was doing. She wasn't yelling though. They were all like kind of reacting to it differently. Yeah. I thought it was very interesting to watch Tony Collette be not a, a mom going crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know. I or like a very I, dramatic I, figure. I loved her in this movie. <laughs> she was I she might have she was one of my favorite characters and I I think and I was kind of upset she didn't have more to do in like the second half of the movie. Mm-hmm. Because I thought everything she did in the first half of the movie was very funny. Yeah. Another funny bit I loved was the the donut joke. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Daniel Craig. A, like do- a, donut. a donut inside it's of like, another donut. This is donut. one big circular mystery with a hole in it. A donut, and this donut <laughs> in the donut-sized donut. hole with another little donut in it with its own little donut-sized hole missing. <laughs> so where's the little donut hole for the donut in the donut hole? <laughs> I love that whole like little monologue he pretty, had. That was pretty great. Um, and Christopher Plummer died reference. for nothing. Yeah, what was that? that? Like, oh, I said they made a Baby Driver reference <laughs> and a Hamilton reference. What was the Baby Driver reference? It was just like when Marta was like driving crazy, and like Chris Evans is like, "Whoa, easy, Baby Driver." Oh, I didn't realize that. I was, I was gonna, I almost forgot to mention this, but I'm glad you said that because the ending of this movie felt very much like the ending of Baby Driver. When he was did like, it? yeah, in terms of like, Marta, you did when, um, what's his name? Benoit Blanc was like, you know why this happened? Because you're a good person, Marta. You're a good nurse and you work hard and you're a good person. And like the end of Baby Driver and they're all in court and they're like, he's actually a good guy. He helped me out. He's a oh, good person. Okay. He's got a good heart. I mean, it I very guess. much reminded me of that. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yes, that that's far. a great comparison. Come on. I, mm, I'm not sure I agree with that. 
Listen, I as the world's you. biggest baby driver fan, uh, I'm not sure I agree with you on that one. But. Well, it's true, so. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it made me really sad that uh, Christopher Plummer died for no reason. Because like yeah, well, it was interesting because during the scene where he's like supposed to be like having all these symptoms, I'm like he's not having any of the symptoms yeah. yet. I was confused too. Like I was like, why doesn't he look like sick or whatever those symptoms? I mean, she did say they weren't supposed to show up until like five minutes later, and the scene wasn't yeah. any longer than five minutes. But I was still like, what the heck? Yeah, and it all makes sense now. He just killed himself. Mm-hmm. And then the toy knife at the end. That was that was pretty good. <laughs> also, the whole the whole uh, plot point of Marta like throwing up every time she lies. That was interesting. Uh, I wasn't. I think I liked it because I at first I was like, oh, this is just gonna be like like barf jokes or whatever. And I mean, it kind of was for some of it, but I thought it worked pretty well. Is that an and actual I didn't think it thing? Got very, I don't think so. No, maybe it is. I didn't think it was like annoying or anything, and I thought I thought like, it got a little annoying in the middle. But uh, I, I thought the the payoff at the end was great. Yeah, <laughs> best puking in the face scene since it chapter two. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! That's a low bar you're setting. <laughs> anything else to add about uh, Knives Out? I don't think so. We have a whole other movie to talk about. So. I know. God, and that one's even longer than this one. Um, yeah. So yeah, watch watch that movie if you haven't. Even though you listen to the <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> All right, onto the Irishman. Onto the Irishman. spoiler review of the irishman first of course it's on netflix so the irishman you have no excuse to not see it other than it's three and a half hours long uh i guess i'm giving the top of the morning to you laddie <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> hold on when did the what lucky charms leprechaun get in your room he came in and he yelled that and he just left he's <laughs> not even here anymore <laughs> <laughs> I could hardly wow. process what was happening, Jimmy. It was it happened all so quickly. <laughs> um, uh, so the Irishman is an epic from Martin Scorsese, the guy who hates Marvel. <laughs> he sure uh, does. And it chronicles the life of Robert De Niro, who plays the Irishman. <laughs> Literally, just Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> Robert De Niro's character, the Irishman who gets caught up in um what do you even want to say like the union of like a bunch of like italian american organizations he gets caught up in crime in crime syndicates that are tied to the the teamsters uh yeah of the labor union yeah of the post-world war ii stuff it's long He's young. He's not super young. I thought they were going to make him even younger and he's do young, a lot more in and World then he's War old, II. And then he's young again, and he kind of flips back and forth. And he's really old for a lot of it. <laughs> and it's three and a half hours. It chronicles uh, his life, his connection to Joe Pesci's character, whose name I'm forgetting. 
Is it? Uh, I want to say Ronald, but it's Russ. Not Russ. It's Russell. 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 Yeah. Uh, Joe Pesci is kind of a higher up in this organization, and then he um, he also uh, forms a relationship with um, Jimmy Hoffa, uh, the famous Teamster union leader, um, who is played by Al Pacino. So it's about that, and also his relationship with one of his daughters. Yeah. So that I think that's a good synopsis. Good synopsis. Yeah. There you go. Holden, what are your overall thoughts of The Irishman? All right. So uh, I think me, uh, I, I'm going to say how I watched it. I watched it split into four segments. Four because segments? I saw the th- four segments. Um, because I saw the – actually, I kind of watched three and four pretty close to each other, so I'm not sure I'd count that. But um, – I found a thing on Facebook that gave like four distinct parts that it splits up very well in. So I almost watched it like a mini series. Um, So I I guess I've got that that perspective uh, here. It it is three and a half hours and I was like, I'm not going to sit down for three and a half hours and watch this. So I'm glad that someone uh, devised a method. I quite liked this movie. This is kind of like Knives Out for you, and that I think it's better than my enjoyment of it. Mm-hmm. I, I think. Um, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would, um, just because I was not wanting to watch a gangster movie <laughs> yeah. this weekend. <laughs> and I, I <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 very very good. It's really good. What do you think, Jimmy? Uh, I watched it all in one sitting, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, with my brother and my dad, uh, my sister watched probably the first half of it. Then she got tired. Uh, honestly, it, I mean, it felt long, of course, Mm -hmm. but it did not feel that long. Like I could definitely tell that three and a half hours had passed, but I thought it was so well paced that oh, yeah. I wasn't I really didn't like feel myself you know I didn't stop and think man this is just get on with it when is this movie going to end I never had that once come into my head which was amazing I could not believe mm. it it was similar to uh, another movie like that for me was like Schindler's List and just like a long movie that you would think would be weightier I mean it's weighty but like it would just feel like crushingly long and wasn't um surprisingly maybe it was just the mood i was in when i watched it uh but i i think this movie is exceptional i was like i really can't think of anything that's not great about it other than i have some moments when i was a couple complaints but there were some moments when i couldn't exactly tell what was going on or what the purpose of something was or exactly what related when something was how it related to something else and that might have just been watching it the i like that might all be cleared up another time i so it's hard to judge whether that i have that's like an actual gripe against the movie but for the most part that's like it for me i thought i mean it's just the acting, I mean, like, incredible. Yeah, I, I mean, De Niro, Pesci, and Al Pacino all just put on a master class of acting. Yeah, I mean, it's I, like it's not even fair. It's just so yeah. good. 
I've watched more Rob De Niro performances this year than any other. Me too. Yeah, because I, I I thought about it. We've reviewed four movies that have Robert De Niro in them. This yeah. Year. So Jackie Brown, Joker, King of Comedy, and this. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, yeah. I gotta watch more of that Robert De Niro guy. He's a pretty good actor. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, <laughs> one of the most acclaimed actors of all time. Um, yeah. No, I Robert De Niro in this movie absolutely incredible. Um, I it was. I this can go kind of for all three of the main characters but it's like amazing how much like how terrible these people are but how much I don't care that they're just like the worst people in the world oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> like because the the bonds between uh Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro and Al Pacino their characters their bonds in this movie are like so strong and I loved it. I like him and Joe Pesci, especially, I think I like they, they just seemed like best friends. They were so mm-hmm. good. Um, my, I, my one, probably my biggest complaint with this movie is how Robert De Niro and Al Pacino's like relationship kind of happened. Cause I wasn't like, I, I get that like they work together, but it just seemed really fast it just kind of seems like oh they met and now they're like just best family friends and i was just um, it seemed very yeah, jarring I, to me i disagree with that cuz i think there i think there's definitely like it 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 alludes to there's been a passage of time of uh several months so i mean i i think it was fair on the movie like that didn't i didn't that thought didn't cross my mind when i was watching it okay well, I mean, I don't doubt that, like, I mean, obviously it happened in that time jump or whatever, but it's just, like, all the other relationships seemed pretty flushed out in the way they were shown on screen, so I don't know why it didn't, like, they didn't show more of it for those two. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, the cast, just phenomenal, like... Mm-hmm. Like if they're if they're not walking away with Oscars, like what do you? I mean, like what are you doing? They should be. <laughs> like Robert De Niro and Al Pacino and Joe Pesci, like both Joe Pesci, Pesci came out of retirement for this movie. Yeah, and was fan fantastic. I mean, I yeah. think I'd give it to. I think I like Pacino just a little more. Um, but that's not a knock on Joe Pesci's performance at all. Mm-hmm. Um the de-aging is so good i did not even like i couldn't tell when it was like no. just makeup <laughs> and when it was just like i think it helped yeah, that they like, didn't de-age them to like 30 too yeah you know? like they de-aged well, them to like their mid-40s it looked like to me anyway but like especially or, like probably joe pesci is the most like is like the biggest change because like old Joe Pesci is very wrinkly and very mm-hmm. like very scrunched up face. But then when they like made him younger, it just like seemed seamless. It didn't even like it. It did not look like any sort of effects or anything. Yeah, I and did, Robert I De Niro's was very good. Yeah, I didn't even think about it really. Yeah, I I didn't. I don't think I did until after I watched. Or maybe I was halfway through the second segment of what I was watching. Um, yeah. Um, obviously the direction is, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The, the cinematography is excellent. The lighting is, I mean, it's just a gorgeous movie. Mm-hmm. Um, technically very well done, which you would expect from a Scorsese movie. 
Um, I'm trying to think how I would compare it to Goodfellas. I'd need to see Goodfellas again, but right. I think I mean yeah. they're. I think they're. Uh, you could put one or the other and have a very solid gar- argument for either one, which is saying a lot because Goodfellas is one of the great films of all time. Um, Still haven't and, seen. It. <laughs> yeah. What I like about this movie too is it has a ton. It has a very emotional core to it mm-hmm. that it. I think some of Scorsese's other films don't have, and that's kind of what seems missing to me sometimes when I watch a Scorsese movie. Wait, wait. Repeat that. Sorry. Um. So I was talking about this movie has a very emotional core to it that oh, you yeah, kind of okay. you explore very much in the third act that I yeah. think adds a layer to this film that some other Scorsese films don't have that kind of elevates this. Does Goodfellas have that? I don't think so. I don't remember. I wouldn't, I'm not going to say that it doesn't because I don't, I, it was, it's been a few years since I saw it and I've only seen it once. And that's also a a long movie, um, an epic. So I, but this definitely has a very, um, obvious emotional core when you get to the end at least i didn't i wasn't really thinking about it as the movie went along until i got to the third act but mm-hmm. became a very yeah. apparent then and um i think that's when this movie not that i necessarily enjoyed the end the best but i think that's where this movie separated itself from other scorsese films the ending is so good mm-hmm. i like i mean there's something there's something to be said about the entire third act but i think the final scene is just like perfect yeah and 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 pretty much every way i thought the final shot was great and i i didn't realize it was the final shot at first until i mean it cut off but i was thinking wow this is a great shot and then it cut Mm. and the movie ended i was like well that's that's gonna go down as in cinema history you know it's it reminded me somewhat of the, the godfather's final shot um, if you know it. what that is god uh, you're just talking about all these movies i haven't seen jimmy hey well you got to spoil the murder on the orient express so all right all right um <laughs> yeah i mean it, th- i'm trying to think of the music i can't remember the music off the top of my head i the music is really good it's mostly like uh, it it's it's mostly like songs taken uh from the time period and stuff yeah um but it's it's very good there's a couple songs that i went and listened to after the fact because i was like "Ooh, that's a good song (laughs) yeah but yeah very it's it's very fitting i mean it's it's kind of the way that scorsese and uh and tarantino both do their soundtracks Mm -hmm. um are you have anything else to add or should we get into our uh final scores and then spoilers I think we need to get into spoilers. Um, I'm going to give this movie a uh, 9.5. <laughs> Again, the question. Maybe. 9.5? You're giving <laughs> it a 9.5. Between that and Hold on. Okay, 9.5. I'm going to give it a 10 because I, I honestly, like, I was thinking about giving it a 9.5, but I'm like, that would just be, like, not to give it a 10, you know? But sure, I, I sure. can't think of a legitimate reason to not think this movie is a masterpiece. So it's 10 out of 10. I mean, like, it's so well done. It's definitely not for everyone. It's an epic. It, But, I mean, if you're, if you're looking to watch a good movie, 
This is a good movie. Indeed. On to spoilers. All right, Jimmy. So um, one of the things I wanted to talk about that I hadn't thought about until uh, earlier today, actually, um, the I so the point in the movie where the like this the big conflict uh, towards the third act with uh, Al Pacino's um, Jimmy Hoffa and he's all he's not he's not making good friends with the the mafia you know mm-hmm. um, or the crime families um, that whole conflict is so interesting because at least for me I was like Jim, like uh, watching it I'm like Jimmy like why are you doing this like you know what's gonna happen like this this is such a bad idea um and so I'm like I'm like kind of rooting against him I'm like I don't I don't want you to do this I but I'm I'm like siding with Robert De Niro's character and uh, and I like uh, Joe Pesci and all that um but then it's like you think about it and like Jimmy Hoffa I think was in the right like (laughs) like morally oh, certainly oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like he was so, definitely like, like it was his union he was not gonna let yeah. people force him out of it yeah and he was like he didn't want like all the money going towards these crime families yeah. um like uh like fitz had been doing um and so and that hadn't really dawned on me until like today which was i can't remember if i finished it yesterday or the day before um but yeah, it's just like it's interesting how the movie like like kind of weirdly flips how you would normally feel, I guess. I don't know. I'm trying to figure just out an interesting thing for me. Did I watch this on Wednesday or I watched this a while I think, ago. I think this you was texted the first. me. You I think you texted me on Wednesday, but then yeah, I didn't I think it start Wednesday. it until Friday. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, it's been a while for me since I saw it, but, yeah, uh, I think my favorite scene of the movie was when they were eating watermelon, when the guy was eating watermelon. That was good. vodka. <laughs> I thought that was yeah. hilarious. I was dying. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the whole uh, third act was, was incredible. I mean, just in terms oh. of the conflict between oh. De Niro and Pacino. Uh, De Niro shooting Pacino. I was like, oh man did you did you know it was gonna happen i did not i didn't either i didn't know if we were supposed to know it was gonna happen i don't think so i because i was under the impression that like he was just gonna take him there and i like didn't because i mean jimmy Uh, hoffa in real life was like i mean it's a big mystery and no one knows what happened to him and so i like i just assumed they were gonna leave it maybe ambiguous it was definitely something. it was definitely very effective. Yeah. Was, <laughs> I love the it whole was, And what? it's and you know it's so I didn't really realize it until now but I um I had, I realized the line, you know, I heard you paint houses, but I had forgotten that's like that's how Pacino introduces himself to De Niro. I heard you oh, paint yeah, houses yeah. and then he paints houses with Pacino's blood, which is like oh. It's like telegraphed right there, right in front yeah. of you. Yeah. Um, I love how Robert De Niro just throws his gun into the lake every time or a river. Yeah, that, that was, was really funny. funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, just the aesthetic was spot on for like that 50s, <laughs> 60s look. 
It would have been, yeah, um, early, late 50s, early 60s. So what did you think of his daughter? I thought that was really interesting. I thought that, especially at the end, I mean, it made the movie, but, like, the relationship, how close she was with Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. And Jimmy Hoffa's relationship with her. Um, some Some people, like, really don't like her. Why? I don't, like, some people just think, I can't remember what the argument was. I don't know. I'm not going to try to voice what other people are saying, but some people are like really against her character because like Robert De Niro and Scorsese both have had to like come to defend it. Well, for me, it's like, I think it's like you, it goes to prove that, like you said, you, you definitely identify with these people, even though they're awful people, people. Mm -hmm. And then her character is kind of that lens that no, like in real life, you would have been like, these guys are these are bad guys like yeah they shouldn't be doing what they're doing this is not acceptable and she's kind of that reality check within the movie um and that kind of brings de niro to cope with that you know literally like on his deathbed mm-hmm. and yeah i i thought that relationship made them took the movie to the next level from being yeah. just a good I thought mobster it was very movie, good. from being a great mobster movie to being like a great mobster movie with a very solid emotional core layers mm-hmm. on it that that went a lot deeper than than other movies have. Yeah. Um, trying to remember if I want. If there I really liked Robert De Niro things. beating this shopkeeper up. <laughs> <laughs> the kicking. I mean, was I was a little, like. The kicking was a little fake. <laughs> yeah, but but him like him just like like stomping on the fingers. I was yeah. like Jesus Christ. I mean, I was like, why are you doing this? But it was very entertaining. Yeah, because violence um, is, is always entertaining. Oh yeah, I think if there's a subtitles of this movie, it'd be Al Pacino's quest to get as much ice cream as he can. <laughs> He's just always eating ice cream in every scene. I really liked that scene with him in the prison with Tony Pro. Uh-huh. That's good. <laughs> or like we're here first to Tony as you people and he gets <laughs> really pissed. Mm-hmm. Cuz he th- he takes that as like a racial thing whether it was or not. It probably was, but Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um anything else to add Holden about the Irishman? Uh, yeah, I I feel like there's more I want to talk about, but I can't remember. I don't know. You'll have to rewatch it. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, wa- watch this movie if you haven't already. Just go do it and let us know what you think. Send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to, I mean, if I had to pick a best picture right now, it would be Irish, The Irishman. Having not seen The Lighthouse or Parasite, but I am tempted to side with you but i i need to well oh like if we're going oscar best picture yeah i would go with this yeah favorite well, what movie else i don't know if i'd go with that no i, w- I was thinking favorite movie yeah, yeah. that's all the reviews on the what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing no what are you doing what are you doing no what are you doing what are you doing what am i doing that's what you say every yeah. week. It sounds dumb. Like that. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, what are you doing? 
So I, the main thing I've been doing is I picked up Jedi Fallen Order. I haven't played yeah. a ton of it yet because I've been. Why not, on Jimmy? You've had Thanksgiving. Work, I've been working on a lot of homework. Some of Jesus us, you know, Christ. do homework, unlike other people. Yeah, well, I don't have homework, so. Yeah, some of us have actual majors, you know. <laughs> um, none of this journalism, whatever that is. Disgusting. Um, but it's it's good. I like it's very solid. It's definitely not super polished like it's a little rough around the edges mm-hmm. um so it's not like as as polished as like a, a uncharted would be or god of war was but it's it's very fun um the story is interesting enough i'm like you know I don't know, probably 10 percent of the way through it okay. so i you know or 15 percent um it definitely i can i feel like the more mechanics you get the more fun it becomes uh, it's definitely not linear. I mean, it is linear, but it, it. I would compare it a little bit to Rise of the Tomb Raider, and uh, it's definitely similar to God of War. Okay. Uh, it's very similar to God of War in a lot of ways. That's good. That's um, in good. exploration. I literally think the upgrade sound is like the same sound effect as you <laughs> when you upgrade <laughs> in God of War certain things. Um, it's very interesting. It's different from other games I've played in that like you have to find save points in order to save the game. And so you can't just save wherever. And yeah, no, like you you have to save, and then like health doesn't regenerate. You have to like, I mean, you can get like your droid gives you health stems they're called which Mm. will regenerate part of your health but you only get you know so many of those um until you find like the next meditation point and you meditate but then when you do that it regenerates or respawns all the enemies that were there so if you go back to an area you have to do that um traversal is kind of difficult at some times brought me cookies there you go. Cookies and milk, so gonna be eating those on the podcast. Anyway, keep going, Jimmy. Um It's definitely it's very solid though. I'm definitely enjoying it. Um it's hard in some places. Uh I'm playing it on like the normal difficulty. And it's also interesting because you like you're supposed to lose some fights, which mm. is weird. Like you're like there are at least early in the game there are a couple boss fights and you're like supposed to lose them or i don't know if you're supposed to or if it affects how the story goes after that but mm-hmm. like it's it's so hard that you're like oh man i'm not even close to winning and then you lose and then you find out that you're kind of supposed to i thought that was interesting oh, okay um i don't know if you can even win those if that's possible i didn't look it up but yeah i i would highly recommend it um I bought mine at a red box because it was on like they were doing it was like they were selling uh the red box copies for forty dollars. Huh. Which is like the cheapest you can get it right now. Um you just it's a physical copy, but you just don't get the original uh box or um what do you disc cover thing? I don't know what you call it. What do you call those? The case box case doesn't come with the original case. case. You just get like a red box sort of case. Mm. That's it. That's the only difference. I thought it was well worth it. 
That's what I've been doing. Okay. That's it. Wow. Pretty Jimmy. much. I've we watched. We reviewed three different things. Oh, Didn't have much right. room in between. I spent time with my family, unlike you. I didn't. Actually, I did. I spent a lot of time with my family, Jimmy. Thank you very much. I spent much. a lot of time with your family, too. You did. That was very nice for you to, of you to come down for Thanksgiving. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, <laughs> no. So, uh, this weekend, I have been... I Oh, so I did play through a game. I played through Outlast 2. How is that? That was the free game, right? Of PlayStation? This Outlast last month? 2? Yeah. What was it? Oh. Yeah. It's I pretty hope I good. I added it to my library. <laughs> it's It's pretty good. I don't like it as much as the first one, and that's mostly in terms of I think the it starts out very very strong, like because it's it's set in like this backwoods Arizona, mm-hmm. and you're like dealing with like these basically this crazy cult, um, like cult hillbillies and stuff, and it's very very it's cool, cool setting, and it's very good for like the first half, and then around the middle point, it like sl- it slows down quite a bit. And without, like, getting into too many story specifics, it, like, it starts focusing on this one plot point that kind of pushes a lot of other things to the side. And I think I think that was certainly intentional, but I'm not sure if I necessarily like it. And mm-hmm. so the way it wrapped up, I'm kind of mixed on. But some people I've seen really, really like it. It gets very psychological and, um, like, weird, but it's it's pretty good. Um, but I like the first one a lot more. I think the lot the first one's just like it because the first one's set in an asylum, and I think the mm-hmm. uh, inmates and stuff are very very cool. But hiding in lockers and shit, and not having any way of fighting, is is it makes it very scary. Um, but yeah, I'd recommend it. I I had gotten the uh, trilogy uh, collection for Xbox One last Christmas, and I just hadn't gotten around to playing that one yet. Uh but yeah, so I did that. I've been replaying Doom uh, in preparation for the new one coming out. I'm almost done with that. Um, I don't think I'll finish it by the time I come back tomorrow. But uh, yeah, I'm having a good time with that. That might be, That's close to my favorite game this generation, I've decided. I don't know. It's not my favorite, but it's up there. Top five for sure. Um, and... I rewatched. Oh, I watched rewatched the Last Crusade, Jimbo. Oh yeah, it's great. Because I yeah, I was in the mood for watching an Indiana Jones movie, and I mean I've seen Raiders the most, so I decided I'd rewatch uh, the Last Crusade. My youngest brother hadn't seen it, so he watched it with me. It's very very good, Jimbo. Very I'll very love good. It. It's not as good as Raiders though, despite what you think. It, well, no, it's not, but it's it's better in my heart. It uh, made okay. me laugh. <laughs> the shot where he puts the hat on, he's like, next time, kid, or whatever he says, he puts the hat on him, and then it's the, the parallel edit, parallel cut to him looking that's back up on good. the ship. Yeah, that's like, it's I, beautiful. I, it's magic. I, fi- I find the line in that movie really weird on that on that ship when... Uh, like the the guy that the the guy that has the cross or whatever on the ship he's like dr jones like you belong in a museum i'm like you're older than he is (laughs) like what (laughs) you're significantly Um, older he was like old when you were when he when indy was a kid (laughs) (laughs) i think it's kind of like 
your ways like yeah i think like your ways of dealing with things belong in a museum probably oh maybe and greed i wasn't clear to rule the day steven you know Spielberg, it's all that i want it's all that nuance that i pick up on <laughs> like in knives out and <laughs> steven I, spielberg yeah. i want a special edition on par with george lucas's star wars where you change that line or at well, least you know give you some know he was gonna edit you know he was gonna edit the indiana jones movie didn't you and then the I fans stopped no. him yeah i didn't know that I believe thank yeah. god he didn't <laughs> yeah Imagine um, Raiders of the Lost Ark just filled with CG like monsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nineties CG, early two thousands <laughs> CG. Yikes. Um so besides that, uh Oh, I rewatched <laughs> I rewatched Diary of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> uh, yikes. I watched it with some friends. We were bored and we were hanging out in my basement and we we had Disney Plus up and that's on Disney Plus, so we rewatched that. What a gem of a movie. Um I have but no nostalgia for that because I never read the books. I saw that movie and I thought it was bad. Really? Yeah. I liked it when I saw it in theaters, but like I I think I'd only seen it maybe the one time and I didn't even have to like rewatch it to know that it was like a terrible movie in years since and like, rewatching it I'm like yeah it's bad but hey the kid who plays the main character in that is really hot now he's our age it's very wow. attractive it wasn't me uh, it wasn't you <laughs> um anyway I think that's it for me yeah we done yeah Oh, I, I almost had the opportunity to see Jojo Rabbit this weekend. It is showing in Lincoln, and I didn't realize it until tonight. And so I haven't... I, I didn't, like, set aside time to go see it. I'm so mad. Guess you'll have to see it with me sometime. I guess so. Uh, Yeah, so that's it. Next week, we'll be doing A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Is that what we're doing next week? I think so. I think it's a. I think it's like a gap week for new releases, so we'll probably just watch that. Maybe we'll um, watch Wild yeah. Hogs. I think we should do a double feature. Want to do a double feature? Let's do a double feature. All right. <laughs> Same weekend as Vespers. I can't wait. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't have Vespers. That's a That's some okay. big uh, musical requirement concert performance thing that Holden has to do as a trumpet player and I don't have to do as a saxophone player because I it's don't only get brass roped. players. I don't get roped into the orchestra and choir affairs. Yeah. <sighs> Not excited. But yeah, we can we can do that. We'll do a double feature this next weekend. We'll continue that trend. And then the week after that is Jumanji? Yeah, I, or I don't know. But then Star Wars. Yeah, and then Star Jumanji Wars. Jumanji comes out before Star Wars, so. Okay. Yeah, probably that then. Yep. Anyway. I say we just that. dedicate three episodes to preparing for Star Wars. Yes, preparing for Jumanji. <laughs> Let's watch Jumanji, Zathura, and Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. And cats. And cats. Instead of Star and, Wars. Oh, God. Um... Anyway, so, yeah, social media links are in our description. If you want to leave a five-star review for us, please do, and you can recommend a movie, and we'll put you in our queue. We're going to start working on those if we do a double feature of Wild Hogs this next week, so then you can uh, 
uh, we'll start working our way towards uh, your recommendation. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Or donate to our Patreon. You can do that too and recommend a movie. That's another method. I think that's it, Jimmy. Yep, that's it. Adios, pantalones. Bye, love you. <laughs>